Oh, I'm so frustrated right now. Whoa, Z, what's wrong? Well, I tried rearranging the keys on my keyboard to be in alphabetical order because what even is QWERTY? That sounds like a pretty ambitious undertaking. Do you want to talk me through it? Well, I'd rather write a stern email to Microsoft, but typing's a little hard right now. So in the meantime, I guess you'll be... Acceptable company. Hello. Hey, guys. Thanks for tuning in once again, listening to the Acceptable Company podcast with Man and Z. Starting off with something that you are not going to believe. Mm-hmm. So have you heard of a brand called KFC? I have. It's an old faithful favorite of mine. <laughs> if I asked you what was one thing KFC was famous for, what would it be? Original recipe, secret herbs and spices, chicken. popcorn chicken. Chicken. Mm-hmm. What if I told you they've branched into the gaming console world? Interesting. Reminds me a lot of our McDonald's Pokemon discussion. It's. I thought this was a joke, especially because it did come out quite a while ago. I thought it was an April Fool's joke, mm-hmm. but it's not. This is serious. It's all true. They've partnered up with Cooler Master and they're launching their own console in the world of of the new Xbox and the PS5, KFC are throwing their hat in the ring. This is a 4K, 120 FPS console. And is it all like chicken-based games, like popcorn, chicken, space invaders? Well, the funny thing is there isn't much news on what exactly it's going to have. I can't imagine like a game in an EB store with KFC console on the side of it. I imagine it's probably going to be a digital console. Perhaps you'll be downloading games, but no, it sounds legit. And mm. it's the only console on the market with a chicken warmer. Chicken warmer? It's got, a, it's got a compartment in the console itself where you can put your KFC chicken to keep it warm while you're gaming. Right. But can you not keep other foods warm in this warmer or is it specifically chicken only warmer? I imagine anything else would probably avoid the warranty. Uh. No, I, I, <laughs> I'd have to guess you can put anything in there to keep warm. Interesting. I feel like that's just some recipe for a really dirty gaming console. Yeah, and smell like the smell of KFC is really good when you're eating it, but afterwards, like when you've had it in the car and Mm -hmm. then you go back to the car and it smells like old KFC. It it smells like regret. Yeah, the console is going to smell like, well, look, I feel like this console is going to smell like bad decisions regardless. (laughs) So, do you want to take a guess at how much this console costs? Now, keep in mind, uh, one of the newer consoles that are released not long ago. They're about this $700 range. Okay. So take a guess how much KFC is launching there. Well, we think. There's not a lot of information on this, but industry experts are estimating the price. It's, it's hard for me to guess because I don't know what the caliber of this console is and what kind of games you can play. I would maybe go $80. $80? $80. No, you know what? A bucket of original recipe is quite expensive. Yeah. It's like a dollar a piece. Okay. So maybe... Two buckets of original yeah. recipe chicken. <laughs> Let's go 180 How about two grand? What? Because uh, the idea behind it is it, it'll be a limited release. This isn't meant to be something that's meant to compete with Xbox. It's just a limited run of these weird consoles. Collector's item. <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine it be the pride of many people's collections, but... Yes. But you know what? Actually, this makes a lot of sense because not to generalize people or pigeonhole people, but Are you going to say a certain demographic? Yeah, guys who play a lot of games in their mum's basement probably eat a lot of KFC. It's a great partnership. 
It's true. And if you've got the money to buy KFC that often, you've probably got the money to splurge on a $2,000 KFC console. I think so. It's not a bad idea. They've finally cracked it. Yeah. So it the whole thing kind of looks like kind of like a rice cooker mixed with a air fryer. Is it red and white stripes like the bucket? No. That's kind of what I'm picturing. Were you picturing this bad boy? No. Oh, wow. It actually, for those listening, I'll describe it to you. It looks very sleek. It's matte black with mm. red lights on it. It looks like a proper console type it, thing. It looks like something you'd have in a kitchen, though. Yes, it's right. round. It's a, it's cylindrical. It looks like yeah. It looks looks like an air fryer, and it's got a K. People are calling it a KF console. Ah, oh, nice KFC, but the C KFC the C stands for console. Mm. That is not what I was expecting. I honestly was expecting like a plastic red and white. With the colonel's face on the front. Yeah, really tacky. But that looks like a proper console. I can't believe it's real. What is the world coming to? But, you know, there's there's all sorts of weird side market consoles that have been launched that just haven't really seen. Like Steam launched their own console, for mm-hmm. example. But I've never seen one. I've never seen one for sale. You know, compared to the three biggies. I imagine this would probably just disappear like so much fried chicken. I think so too. But people will definitely want to buy it just for the street cred. I want to try one. I don't want to buy one, but I do want to one day say that I've tried the KFC console. Maybe at KFC restaurants, they'll have a section where you can play. Yeah, That's a great idea. Yeah, Maybe they're exclusive to KFC restaurants. I'd go to KFC just to try out the console. I mean, that's a great idea. I reckon Maccas will release one. I honestly don't know what to say about this. It's just such a strange... It's just so crazy, it works. Well, look, in this day and age, anything is possible. But considering how uh, successfully or not successfully the new consoles have launched, I just can't wait for it to release. I'm really wondering if the games will be chicken-themed <laughs> games. No, I, I honestly think it'll be, there'll be like proper AAA titles. I think they'll be able to play you know, Xbox and PlayStation games. I imagine it'll have an online library where, like, you download something like Steam, purchase the games, and you can access it. Because I can't imagine it having discs, like someone actually producing games for the KF console. But some of its promotional marketing has highlighted a a disc drive. So somewhere along the way, yeah, someone's going to be making KF console games. This even beat some fun art on Twitter of people, like, adding buttons to a chicken to make it a a KFC console um, controller. I wonder if owning a console, you can get a discount, like you can order KFC from the console <laughs> and get a discount. It comes with the KFC app already on, on your console. And now, speaking of the KFC app, I've been using it quite a bit. Okay. Because to get KFC where I live, you have to use manual log. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, manual log isn't as reliable as some other delivery services. So I downloaded the app. I know this is a bit of a tangent, but there are app-specific items you can order. Exclusive items. Exclusive items. Like? Like... They might have a burger with chips in it or something weird like that. Or have you seen the new donut things they've got going on? I've heard about it. Deep fried donut donuts. Balls. Mm. I did try them. And? They're okay. okay. You know? <laughs> like donuts are always really good fresh and then they kind of drop off in quality pretty quickly. Yes. These are kind of like preserved donuts that aren't quite fresh, but you uh, feel like they should. Yeah. Well, you can keep them warm in your KF console okay. and maybe they'll retain their... I don't have the money for a KF console. <laughs> I have more important things to purchase, like groceries and rent. But I'm putting a call out there. If anyone buys a KF console, I want to come and play it. Mm. I'll bring the fried chicken. I'll bring the deep fried donuts. Deal. Are they for sale now? No, I don't even think there's a launch date announced yet. It's a secret bigger than the 11 rest of herbs and spices. (laughs)
So I wanted to unpack something that I've been feeling for the last 10 years or so Mm. um, and lay it out for you and get your thoughts on if my feelings are valid or not. Sure. I'm happy to provide that unbiased opinion. Okay. (laughs) So, okay. I was born in Australia. Uh, My parents were born in the Philippines, Mm -hmm. which is a third world country. Mm Mm-hmm. And they grew up in pretty third world conditions. Like my dad has, I think, seven siblings and lived in like a two bedroom shack. Proper, like no running water, had to go out onto the street to a well to get their water to flush the toilet and take baths and stuff. Yeah. So when I've gone to visit in the past, I've had to go down the street and pump the well for water to splash on me. And that's my shower. Well, what I'm trying to say is it's quite um, a very different world to the world that I live in now. Yeah, a bit confronting. Confronting, hard to... Eye-opening. Yeah. I live a pretty nice life in a very nice city. Sure, you've got you've got running water. I've got running water, exactly. And I have stresses, but not really survival-based stress. Sure. Like my distress is, oh, I don't have a dress to wear to this event. It's not It's not how to eat tonight, it's what to eat tonight. Exactly. Um, and I know that this is not of my own doing. A lot of the reason that I can live this life is because my parents moved here from really difficult conditions and I just got lucky. Yeah, they, they moved here to provide a better life for their children. Yeah. Um, I still have relatives and cousins who live in those same conditions that my parents grew up in. Hmm. And I felt kind of detached from it prior to social media. But since social media, they've tried to connect with me. And a part of me is reluctant to be close to them in that sense because... You don't want them to see how well you have it? Comparatively. Mm. Yeah. There's a sense of guilt there. What I call first world guilt in terms of I could have just as easily been in that life and just pure luck, nothing of my own doing Mm. has meant that there is quite a disparity between our lifestyles. And I don't want to connect with them on social media because... And it, it might seem like it's because I think that I'm better than them or whatever, but it really is that I'm scared to confront that difference and I feel guilty about it. I, I didn't do anything to earn this. You know, it's just the luck of the draw. And I feel bad about that. I feel undeserving. And I don't want them to, I don't know, question why it couldn't be them. It's, I can understand that point of view. I think there's multiple ways to look at this. You could, if they want to reach out to you, maybe they're just happy to have a cousin that lives in Australia. Yeah, I guess that's what I wanted to ask you about. Do you think that, let's say, put yourself in their shoes, would having that connection with the relative who is much better off than you make you feel bad or not? Well, I mean, you can look at you could look at situations in your own life, right? We all have friends, we all have family that are better off than us, that have achieved more, have been born into more more, more privilege. Better, more privilege. Do you look at those people and think, and you're jealous or think they don't deserve it? No, but it's like the difference is so vast. It's, mm. it's poverty to relatively well off. That's a big gap. It's a big gap, me walking down to a well to pump water for the day and having more people than rooms. It, it is. Obviously, there's a contrast there. It's a tough one. Sorry to put this on you. This is going to sound maybe a bit awful, but 
they they don't necessarily know what it's like to live the life you do. Mm. They don't know what it's like to live in that privilege. But do you think that social media allows them to see it? And hence my reluctance to connect. So your reluctance is more so you don't want them to be able to see the privileges that they cannot enjoy. In a sense, yes. Is that complex valid or am I overthinking it? I think you might be overthinking it. Mm. I, I don't think it's invalid. I just think that it's not, you know, whether or not they're talking to you specifically, I'm sure they know that Australia provides a better life for people. And you're just over there living your life. You're not flaunting it. You're just doing what you're doing. Like any human can understand that you're not, you know, hogging the wealth to yourself. You're just living in another country in a different situation. I think that if anything, it might be the opposite. If you, by connecting with them, they'll be able to see more of your perspective on things. They'll be able to talk to you and see that you're a human like them. Mm. If you, for lack of a better word, keep them at a distance, they may see you with more privileged. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. That's such a hard one. You don't have relatives in vastly different situations, do you? No, I don't have to grapple with this dilemma. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I guess where I stand is I don't know. I don't know if it's a better idea to not connect or to connect based on the pros and cons of each. I personally think it's worth taking a risk more, connecting with family. The con is you overthinking a situation that may not even exist, I think. Mm. While I think the pros are more, you know, you get to connect with a family member. You get to see, you get to learn more about each other. I mean, that's something more hopeful. That's something more worth risking for. Yeah, I think that's a really nice way to look at it. Just because they are living in subpar conditions doesn't mean that they're miserable. Yeah. You know, we all have our own issues and demons. And I personally, I think if they're looking to reach out, then connecting with a family member can only be a positive thing. Yeah, I agree. I like that. Z. What's the longest movie you've ever seen? Ooh, The Sound of Music. How long is The Sound of Music? Around three hours. Okay, that's pretty long. <laughs> Things like Lord of the Rings, Blade Runner, The Godfather 2. Long movies. They're all around the three-hour mark. Yeah. What if I told you there was a movie, a triple-A movie, released very recently mm-hmm. that was four hours long? Mm. <laughs> I'm talking about the Snyder Cut of Justice League. Okay. I didn't know Justice League was a movie. I thought it was like a franchise. Okay, we've got a bit to do. And Snyder is in Rob Snyder? Zack Snyder. Oh, no. The director. So no. he's done movies like 300. Okay. So how it went down. So there is a Justice League movie. Okay. Which, you know, stars Henry Cavill as Superman and uh, Ben Affleck as Batman, mm-hmm. Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. That Justice League. Yes. And from how I understand it, Zack Snyder made his version of the movie and then the producers and higher ups got involved and even ultimately fired, he left because of creative differences and got Joss Whedon to come along and finish the project. And they cut and pasted and clipped and made film new scenes, all sorts of things and released this Justice League movie, which was more traditionally like two and a half hours or so. Wait, was it an existing movie and they've redone it? This was all in development. Okay. So beforehand. So the movie hadn't been released yet. The producers didn't like the finished product. So they changed a lot of things okay. and then they released it to the public. And it was okay. I watched it at the cinemas. The movie released. It was fine. Then Zack Snyder comes along and says, I'm going to make, I'm going to put my film together. I'm going to edit it all. I'm going to finish off my version of the film and I'm going to release it. And this is the four hour Snyder cut of Justice League. Is it out? Yes, so it came out on HBO Max. Okay. I don't know if it got a cinema release, uh, but it has come out. A lot of, like, hype. There was a lot of conversations about it beforehand. Zack Snyder kind of saying it's coming out, releasing a trailer for this, a trailer for that. And then it finally released. And I sat through it the other day. Oh, wow. 
Yeah, in one sitting after oh. after a day at work, I honestly was falling asleep during the middle. Oh. Um, but it is better. It is too long. Okay. I'm not even going to dance around that issue. They could have easily cut an hour's worth out of it, and I still think it would have been fine. But I think overall it is a better movie. I think the tone is better. The one that was released originally was quite tonally different. A lot of parts were quite dark and grimy, and then a lot of other parts were like kind of comedic and funny. It just it, it didn't feel right. It felt chopped and fixed and didn't feel like it flowed. This one flows a lot better. Okay. I think it focuses a bit more on some of the more minor characters. The first one had a lot more of a focus on Superman. Um, the ending is substantially changed. There's a lot of char- more, a lot more character development. It's generally, I think it is a better movie. Okay. Now, the interesting thing about this is now a whole bunch of directors are going, well, I want to do my cut of this movie. It's been a long-standing thing where you know producers and production companies stick their hands in movies and they, they change things. But now that the Snyder Cut of Justice League has been relatively successful, generally it's agreed that it's a better version of the movie, that it's opened the floodgates for all these directors now to release their own versions of, of their movies. I mean, there's always kind of been the director's cut or little bits and pieces. Mm. We're talking about like, this movie has three minutes of extra footage. Mm. This Snyder cut, I heard, I got something like an hour and a half of footage from the original movie. And the rest of it, so a good two hours, two and a half hours is new stuff, Mm. which no one's seen before. So it, it is a significantly different movie. And this has kind of catapulted and started off this era where directors can literally turn around and go, no, I'm going to release my version of the movie and the fans or the, the critics will, will determine who's better, the producer's Frankenstein version or my version, my creative vision. Mm. Especially movies that were destroyed by critics or hated by fans because mm. and the director's like, well, that wasn't my fault. You know, the producers maybe do that. Are there any that have come out and said, I want to do my version that you're excited about? Or any that have not, but you would be excited to see their version? Oh, maybe there's not many that I've heard of that have excited me. I mean, it's hard to go past like the new Star Wars movies because they were like, they were destroyed by the amount of people involved and the, and the changes to directions. And it was just a mess. I think too many chefs in the kitchen is such a common reason why things go bad too many opinions is not a good thing it's true but in this case it's not necessarily too many quirks it's that the director should be homing the ship but then producers come in and go nah that's too violent or that's too this or we have to appeal to these audiences and they butcher the film and i think this is maybe a turning point where directors are going to get power towards their movies again so it's an interesting example of something that i think has been a success and I would like to see some directors grab, have the a bit reins. more, yeah, have a bit more control over their, their projects. Mm. I think it's a good thing. I love foreign films, for instance, because they never go the way that you expect. There's no formula like blockbuster films normally have. Mm-hmm. And hopefully this means more, more uni- variety. Un- uniqueness yeah. to Hollywood because, yeah, you're right. Most movies these days are very cookie cutter. Mm. You just take a random action hero, put him in front of an explosion, and then there you go. There's your summer blockbuster mm. or... They're a Marvel film, which was, I love Marvel, but tell you what, if it's not a Marvel film or a Star Wars film or... A Liam Neeson playing the same character (laughs) in every movie film. Or some sort of remake of an older film. There's not a lot of creativity out there these days. And yeah. There is, just not in mainstream Hollywood. Yes. Indie films and things, which are becoming more popular, I think, because of that fact. Yeah. I'm hoping this leads to a bit more individuality in in Hollywood cinema. Mm, I agree. 
So, Matt, I want to introduce a new segment to the podcast. This segment is called Acceptable or Not. I love it. I love it already. So basically how this works is I'll put forward a scenario that has happened either to me or to a listener who wants to submit their scenario. Um, And we can talk about whether we think this behavior is acceptable or not. Ah, Okay. Okay. So the first one is one that happened to me. I was on the train on the way to work, got my headphones on, minding my own business. And suddenly I hear this. So I look at the person next to me. And they've got something in this little plastic bag and they're hitting it against the chair in front of them. I'm like, oh, what are they doing? Are they trying to crack nuts? No, they they take out a hard-boiled egg (laughs) and they're like peeling it open and then eating their hard-boiled egg on the peak hour train. (laughs) So, eating a hard-boiled egg on a full train, acceptable or not? Uh, uh, Well, look. From what I understand, you're not meant to eat and drink on trains anyway. So from a law point of view, no. From a social point of view, also no. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, from a social point of view, where is the line in terms of what is acceptable to eat on a full train and what is not? I think it depends on smell. Okay. Right, so like something like a sandwich, I think pretty acceptable. Okay. Something like hot chips, I think is acceptable because everyone likes the smell of hot chips. Okay. Coffee? Yeah, coffee's fine. Okay. Uh, What about roast chicken? Uh, I'm trying to find where the line is. That's talking about the roast dinner. Let's just say like a roast chicken from Woolies. Or just like eating into it like an animal, ripping apart with his bare hands. Yeah. Not acceptable. What about just opening the bag? I you want taking a drumstick. No, just opening the bag and the smell's wafting. (sighs) Why? Why? No, I'm just trying to find out where is the because you said it's based on smell. Yes, roast roast chicken's a good smell. But who's to say that, though? A vegan's not going to think that. What is acceptable and what is not acceptable to eat on a train? It's very subjective. It is, but I think a hard-boiled egg is, is definitely more in the unacceptable category. <laughs> on the What's scale. on the brink? The roast chicken. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, verdict is not acceptable. I think definitely not acceptable. Yeah, especially agree. Especially breaking in on the seat in front of you. That's just ridiculous. <laughs> It was not, the smell was not mixing well with my coffee. I'll that's that like, much. I was just thinking, that's like people that are like cutting their nails on trains. That's yeah. just, it's just stuff you just, you just do at home, you know? You don't have to take all your quirkiness to the train <laughs> with you. Hard boiled egg on a train is a bit much. I think so. I mean, I've got a lot of these. I, even speaking of trains, I got, can I do a quick one? Playing music out loud on a train, acceptable or not acceptable? Not acceptable, but with the caveat that sometimes I feel bad, maybe they can't afford headphones. Everyone can afford headphones. There is no excuse. But if it's a real banger? <laughs> then that's okay. <laughs> See what I mean? It's subjective to what they're playing. No, it's not. It's rude. It's presumptuous. I hate it. Mm. And I've not once heard a banger that's made me change my mind. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's less acceptable? The loud music or the hard-boiled egg? In my opinion, the loud music is less acceptable. The hard-boiled egg, you're not... Yeah, yeah it doesn't smell wafting, but you're just trying to enjoy a little egg, you know? <laughs> There is an option to have the music personally to yourself, you know, but instead they think, you know, they, they what don't. if they're just trying to spread the music, spread the good vibes? Well, then, no, these people all are always the same. They're slumped in the seats and they're just and they're taking up a four seater by themselves. Mm. They just they just don't care about anybody else. I feel very strongly about this. I'm sensing a lot of I catch rage. a lot of tra- I catch a lot of trains. Mm. It's the most annoying thing. Why? What gives you the right? I don't want to listen to your music. 
I want to sit there and thought, or maybe I want to have a nap. You can bring up your own acceptable or not situations in future episodes. <laughs> this is this is hijacking mine. <laughs> <laughs> it just not I don't know how to how it works. I, I I mean it's great. Good. Okay. Well, I've got one more. Okay, good. Another food related one. So someone nondescript person was organizing an event for a friend, mm. like a dinner event. Okay. And they were given the guest list of who to invite to this dinner. Mm. So that person who was organizing the event asked for dietary requirements from people. And it was an Italian restaurant. Italian food is pretty universal. And there are a few like vegetarians and gluten-free and that's all cool. One response. Okay, wait, let me try and say this in a way that is totally impartial so that I can get your, I I don't want to impose my views onto you. Sure. So one person comes back and says, I'm one of those dietary requirement people. I can't do red meat, onion, garlic, and a few preservatives with numbers on them. Mm. What are your thoughts on that? Um, Like kind of more specific, obscure, hard to accommodate for dietary requirements when you're going out to a restaurant. I think the fact that she has certain preservatives makes me think that it's an allergy thing. It's not just, I don't like onions. That's right. It's, It's a health thing. That's a tough one. Why? Because on the one hand, it's not her fault. And she she has every right to go out and enjoy a night with her friends as everyone else. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, cooking without onion and preservative 476 is almost impossible. <laughs> mm. For me, I'm leaning towards not acceptable for this behavior. Because you can still go out with your friends and just eat beforehand. Why do you have to impose these difficult requirements onto people when you can just eat your own food at home and then come so you're you're convicting her to a lifetime of boring food at home in the dark by herself instead of but boring out. food in the dark at home or boring food at a restaurant it's it's still boring food <laughs> so why do you have to make everyone's life difficult it was boring food with your friends though but you can eat the food at home and just come why don't you argue that her friends could have made it a bit easier for her by picking a restaurant where these needs could be met but sure. onion sure. garlic surely she has somewhere where she can be catered for okay look the person who organized this dinner did relay these requirements to the restaurant and they did accommodate for it so the question is not about what the person did it's about is it what do you think about having these strict dietary requirements and eating out for someone else who's organizing this event i think it it depends on how it's presented if i rock up at a moment's notice and want these dietary requirements met then no that's not acceptable Mm -hmm. if you've booked the restaurant a week in advance then yeah they can make some boiled chicken and salt and pepper you know like i'm sure from a business point of view with enough notice the business won't mind catering to that one individual Mm. whether or not what she's doing is selfish it is a little bit i guess but at the same time is it selfish to want to be able to go out and eat like a normal person Um, Okay, so I think sort of a split jury on this one. I definitely lean more towards not acceptable, but I have a very short fuse. (laughs) I just think that, look, I wasn't involved. So maybe the way she presented herself was a bit more entitled than what I'm No, no, no. Very, very polite about it. Oh. Well then, yeah, I yeah, I think it's I think it's acceptable. It's a pain in the butt, but it's a pain in the butt for her or him as well. If they're her friends, and they're gonna want to make sure she has a good time. And like I said, with enough notice, I'm sure you know making one meal without these things isn't that difficult for a restaurant. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, I would much rather the loud music on the train Ugh. than no the way crazy I'd, dietary I'd, requirements. I'd make toast for this lady any day <laughs> rather than listen to some idiot self entitled bow wow yippee yay music while I'm trying to have a nap. 
Matt, I wanted to end this episode with some exciting news. We've received our first listener mail. <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> so Aiden from Sydney has written in. And do you remember the episode where we listed off a bunch of things that we didn't understand or we didn't know? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Has he explained my, my wind thing? He's explained everything. <laughs> no. Every single thing in an essay-like format. I love it. Mm. Do, do we know Aiden? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we do. But I mean, this is listener mail is open to anyone, whether we know you or not. But yes, we do know Aiden. He's very intelligent. Um, and so I thought I would explain just one of the items to you. Perhaps the wind one. <laughs> Please explain explain whichever one you like. I will read the, the message. Okay. So you were questioning, what was it again in a nutshell? It was like when you're driving past stationary cars, mm. why there's a whoosh sound. Yes. Okay. Why, why is a stationary car making some sort of yes. wind? So Aiden has explained this very well. Oh my God. It is actually the sound of your car bouncing off objects near you. So it's so when you're standing, he explained it like when you're on a freeway and you can hear the cars going by. Mm. It's that same sound that you're hearing from your car, but it's bouncing off the objects back into you. Oh. And it doesn't matter how slow you're going, as long as your your car is making sound, that's why it doesn't matter how fast. Well, you shit, go. Aiden. Hmm. Wow, that's actually that's actually made me feel really happy. <laughs> it makes a lot of sense, right? It does. It's amazing. So, yes, thank you, Aiden, yeah. for answering all of our questions. Thank you very much, Aiden. I'll buy you a beer. Thank you for writing in, and um, anyone can contact us. Yeah, so we have listener mail open on our Instagram account at Acceptable Company. Um, the link is in the bio. Yeah, so please. you can leave us feedback. Feel, feel free to tell us anything else we don't know. Yeah, death threats, hate mail, yeah. anything. Yeah, look, we're not, we're, not, we're not making it unless we have some hate mail, so. <laughs> Yeah, at Acceptable Company on Instagram. Thank you, everybody. Thanks for joining us again. Yeah. We'll see you next time. Well, not see you, but... Well, we'll, yeah, be, we'll, we'll be here. You'll yeah, be there. You'll be there. Yeah, tune in. We hope we've been Acceptable Company. Bye. Bye.